children I think, or the week before, I can't remember. Uh, this week you're my husband and my wife. Oh, I love you both. We better get that family family bed ready. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> family time. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Let's, let's move on from this. So, <laughs> we're covering, I think it's called like a tale of sweeties or something. Yeah, a tale of two sweeties. Uh, such an odd episode. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, and we're going to start this odd episode with a 60-second summary. Ooh, good boy. <laughs> so I'm going to say, because it's an odd episode, the person that should do the summary is the person with an odd amount of letters in their name. So that's you, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how this works. That's, that's the new rule. Isn't that right, Brad? Uh, I think the rule is a uh, spin, 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 spin. Hey Tammy, congratulations! <laughs> oh, number of letters. <laughs> no. See, I predicted it. Oh boy! All right. All right. Uh, please take a moment. Uh, I said all right, like I had a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess Look, I've tried to get out of it many times before, Tammy. You've not let me, so I'm like, nope, you're doing it. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could like hang up on Skype and then just never speak to it. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be real weird, though. <laughs> Goodbye forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, uh, take a moment, collect your thoughts, think about what happened in this episode, what people were doing, what people were wearing, Uh, who was the worst? Um, uh, Whatever you need to discuss this episode in as much detail as possible without going over or ridiculously under, because then you would be a uh, 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 judgmental about Greyhound's chum. And you will be going in three. Two, one, go. Okay, so we start off with uh, Al, or sorry, Sam, uh, leaping into somebody who like has a family. Great, fantastic. Then he walks to another room, and he's got another family. Great, <laughs> fantastic. He's got two families. Later on, we find out he has three families. It's really crazy. It's like, why is the story? Con- um, and he's got to, I guess, for the leap. He was told he just needs to keep these two women away from each other. Uh, oh. I don't know why that's the, why he thought that was um, really this episode is all about trust and honesty and he just needs to come clean um, and also set his children straight that their actual dad is fucking worst. Why is he stealing money from the kids? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, he that's really the whole episode that he just needs to come clean and then these women can I guess move on with their lives and they do and everyone's happy at the end <laughs> one minute two seconds once I start saying it I'm like that really is the whole episode right that's it <laughs> yeah 
all. Their dad is the worst, and so if God is bouncing Sam around, why did God give a shit about this guy's life? Well, maybe he cares more about the kids. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, uh, that one kid is, is already done. <laughs> like, he's, he's... Oh, yeah. Life. There's, no, there's no chance. <laughs> I mean, I think they all are, but that one kid especially. I also think that this is a prequel to the movie Drop Dead Fred, because the little girl, Jessica, in this can see Al, and it's talking about her daddy's imaginary friend, and then she goes to star in Drop Dead Fred, um, where she has a psychotic imaginary friend. I think this is a prequel. Wait, that's the same girl? Yeah. Whoa. As little mini um, Phoebe Cates from uh, Drop Dead Fred. It was oh, driving oh, me right. mad. I was trying to work out what she was in, because I was like, I know her, I know her, and then I uh, yeah, had to hit the old IMDb. That wasn't Phoebe Cates in this episode, was it? No, it's mini okay. Phoebe Cates from Drop Dead Fred. It's the me. little girl. <laughs> Brad. Oh, oh, okay. I was very, I'm like, what are you saying? Brad, like, Brad, are you high? What's happening? I was like, there's no way that... I was like, I was pretty sure that was Phoebe Cates. I was like, Phoebe Cates oh, played um, oh, one of the yeah, uh, so the gamblers. A of Phoebe Cates in the same movie, Drop Yes, Fred. yes. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense now. I forgot that I saw a flashback wow. to the wow. younger version of her. <laughs> Brad, are you okay? Very deep. Both of you, this is very neat. Um, <laughs> update, update, update. Ooh, because wow. not only was she young Phoebe Cates, <laughs> oh, no. she was oh, yes. also young Miss Parker in a little <gasps> show called The Pretender. Oh, I saw she was in The Pretender. I didn't know she was young Miss Parker. That's amazing. <laughs> she's had all the best roles. Best career. Wow. Oh, she's also young <gasps> Kitty in uh, two episodes of that 70s show. The mom. Uh, I don't know who that is. Oh, oh. Well, she does play young versions of people. Yeah, I was like, so playing young versions of people. God. She's going to play the young version of me in the biopic of my life. Check this out. She was also young Molly in a show called uh, Jake's Women. Uh, she's played younger versions of people forever. Like, there's a couple more that could be younger she's... versions. They say little somebody. That's hilarious. That's great. Uh, she's also Ginny, age three, and Stella. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, like little Darcy, little Paige. Yeah, these are just small yeah. versions of yeah. <laughs> small, small versions, young versions. How about that? How about that? <laughs> not shrunken versions. <laughs> I can play small versions of people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Claire, what do you got for us? For well, I'm on a little website. It's called Owl's Place. This episode was adopted by an old friend of ours who we haven't heard from for a long time. No, it's not Mike Kraken. It's Elise, a.k.a. Sherdran, um, that, that old friend of ours. Um, yep, yeah. so leap date was February 25th, 1958. It was a Tuesday. Uh, original broadcast date, January 5th, 1993. Also a Tuesday. Uh, and then it says the, who the musical scores by, but it's always the same. Uh, Al Trivia. Al was impressed with Marty's marital setup to the point that he told Sam, I think I found a new idol. Just think, if I'd done it like Marty, I could have gone through ten wives instead of five. Yeah. Why? Why would you want to, though? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, miscellaneous trivia. In this episode, Sam uses the quote, Hell hath no fu fury like a woman scorned. 
for which most people give credit to the immortal bard, a.k.a. William Shakespeare, if you didn't know who that was. Actually, Hell Hath is only part of a quote, and Shakespeare didn't write it. In fact, he couldn't have written it since he died in 1616. They don't actually say when the quote happened and why he couldn't have written it, but okay. I don't, I don't know. Then they say the correct full quote is, Heaven has no rage like love to hatred tur- turned, nor hell a fury like a woman scorned. Is from The Morning Bride, penned by, in 1697 by English poet and playwright William Congreve. Wait, well, I guess that's wait, why he couldn't wait, have written it. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what are they saying? <laughs> They're saying that Shakespeare couldn't have written it because he was dead and it was written by this other William in that year. Uh, first of all, um, <laughs> th- what? No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Brad is broken. I think Brad's like high and broken today. I mean... <laughs> I don't know what's are, happening. Are we sure about that? I don't know. I'm sure if our place tells us. I mean... Mm. I've got some other wacky trivia, Brad. Like, you better, better hold on to your hat. Con- I, listen, I will support William Congreve night and day. Um, you mm. give me some restoration comedies, I'm all about them. Um, but I'm seeing another thing that says this is accurate. I... Hmm. Have we just shaken your worldview, Brad? I mean, I really thought that was... That was, uh... That was a taming of the screw. Hmm. Uh, Woody Woodpecker was created in 1941 by Walter Lanz, one of the early pioneers of animation. Uh, Mel Blanc did the voice of Woody in the early years, but in the 50s, Gracie Lance, Walter's wife, secretly auditioned for and got the nod to take over doing Woody's voice. And they stopped making new Woody cartoons in 1975. Obviously, they're forgetting about the film that came out a few years ago, that didn't it have like uh, what's his face Harrison fake wheelchair user from The Flash I can't remember his name Harrison Wells is that his name I think he was in that film uh, and then this person puts I'm guessing that Marty's favourite numbers to bet at the track were two and three or a combination thereof why because he are you ready to have your minds blown number one he had three wives Ellen, Rachel and Gina two he had three homes in three states <laughs> okay number three he married into three different faiths. Number four, he had two children with each wife. <laughs> okay, that, that makes no sense. Why would that mean he would always bet two or three? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, I also, don't know if he only had three wives. He could have had ten wives for all we know. Exactly, could have been collecting them all. Yeah. The whole set, I don't know. Uh, uh, so by the way, uh, yeah, it's uh, well, this is a Congreve quote. Yeah, so mind, mind blown. Really Brad's, Brad's worldview is, has been destroyed. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that William Congreve is finally getting some respect. Now, if you do something for the, for the good name of William Witcherly, I will be very happy. <laughs> um, and also, Michael Belisario was in this episode. I don't know which kid he played. I'm going to have to check. But he was also in Kamikaze Kid, Playball, uh, A Tale of Two Sweeties, and Mirror Image. Um, and he's obviously one of the, the Belisario kids. Um, other notes about the girl from Drop Dead Fred and The Pretender and all those. She was the youngest child to ever be nominated for an Emmy Award. She was six. And she also worked with Scott Bakula in the animated film, which is terrible, by the way, uh, called Cats Don't Dance. Don't watch that film, guys. It's terrible. Uh, Michael Belisario was Martin Jr., the kid that looked like a little mini uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say all that. I was just going to say he was Martin Jr. <laughs> he looked like a little, little uh, Mark Zuckerberg to me. 
And I do remember him from play ball because he walked into one of the that lady was like trying to seduce uh, Sam and she had that weird thing on her desk. Which, oh yeah, 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 ceramic thing. Anyway. <laughs> also, um, the actor who plays Vic the bookie, he's in a little show called Fantasy Island. Oh. I wonder why we'd like to keep an eye on that in, in the future potentially. <laughs> Yeah, um, and the receptionist has a whole thing. Uh, she was in the X Files. Doesn't say what episode. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I think that's it. Oh, and the kid who plays Josh, sorry, more more facts, was in the Little Mermaid in 1992 as Little Manta Ray. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> anyway, there we go. That's all the all the facts, all the fun facts. Now I'm going to hand back to you, Tony. Okay, she so okay. She was in the episode. She she played some like uh, other detective person in the episode Detour. It's and it's um I think this is the because uh, it says agents Mulder and Scully investigate the disappearance of several people and a boy's claim that he was attacked by an invisible creature. Yeah, Detour and, is uh, is um conquistador tree people. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say ah. conquistador tree people one. Yes, I, I the only, one with Mark from Rent. I, I only saw the picture, like, if you go to IMD, it is a Kisador tree person as the main picture. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, she, remember they ran into, like, the two other detectives at the beginning? The two other agents? Well, they were, yeah. weren't they on a, um, so a was, bonding, team-building exercise thing? Exactly. Yeah. So she was one of... Yeah, Agent Stone Cipher. Okay. Ugh. Oh. mm. it hurts still the memory Tammy you were there you knew what it was like why would you bring it up (laughs) okay so uh, the whole crew of X-Files was it has been at uh, Spooky Empire this weekend at a con Mm. locally and so is it is it an X-Files con called Spooky after Mulder it is a con that has been here for years called Spooky Empire they happen to bring a lot of the X-Files people here, including David Duchovny and Julian Anderson. Um, so, but I, because I happen to be friends with people who volunteer there. With David Duchovny. Yeah. It's just like all I keep is of fucking X-Files people this weekend. So, anyway. It's been very hard for me. <laughs> that, that X-Files PTSD's been rearing its head. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. All right. So, Brad. What happened on the state of the week? Guys, there's so many fucking things happening. It is Tuesday, the 25th of February, 1958. Tuesday? I, I, I didn't realize it was that Tuesday. It feels like yeah. a Friday. You know what they say about Tuesdays, don't you guys? You better watch out if it's Tuesday, because Ringo Starr will be a killing. Oh, yeah. It's an old, old saying. That's an old saying, that is. Well, it's a, it's a fact. It's just yeah. a fact. Um, so many things going on. Um, first of all, oh, you can see some great movies. You can see Carve Her Name with Pride. Ooh. Uh, I don't our, like the sound uh, of that. Our Paris Holiday with Bob Hope. Um, our, uh, Desire Under the Elms. So, Ooh. some movies. Ooh. Um, also, it's, uh, Kuwait's National Day. So, oh, well hey, done. Kuwait, enjoy that day. Um... It's also, it's a People Power Day in the Philippines, which is awesome. That's cool. Um, also, it's the birthday uh, of, um, I, 
Rambus, who okay. is an NBA forward um, I, for the Charlotte Hornets, slash Clark Kent lookalike, according to this. What? <laughs> what? I, that's like, what professionally? <laughs> I don't know. What is, like, Can, what is this basketball player? Who's a basketball player that looks like Clark Kent? I don't know what that means. What, what, wait, what was his name? Kurt Rambus. Um, and if you do a Google, it does not look like Clark Kent. No, no, not at all. Yeah. What? No. I don't know what this shit's about. <laughs> what website are you on, Brad? The guy that wears a basketball player that wears glasses. I think that's I think that's the funny funny thing that's going on on this website. I mean, there's only one person on this earth that wears glasses, and that's Clark Kent. That's right. Um, that's why um I'm Clark Kent. Yep. Um, I, mean, I was gonna say he could have said that he was a Bradley Couples, um, you know, lookalike instead. <laughs> That's it. Um, also, on the cover of Life magazine was the Carnival Queen. Oh, so, congratulations, sorry, Carnival I, I'm Queen. I'm on Kurt Rambis Wikipedia, and it does say like during his playing career, it says Rambis usually wore a thick mustache and thick ribbed black glasses, <laughs> prompting Lakers announcer Chick Hearn. Alright, Chick Hearn. To nickname him Superman in reference to the character's alter ego, Clark Kent. He. So. Because obviously, even before the Justice League reshoots, Clark Kent was, you know, Superman's yeah. famous for his mustache. Yeah, you know, uh, that, hey, that basketball player's got a mustache and a pair of glasses on. He looks like, he looks like Superman. Does he? <laughs> Is that his nickname? He's he's got a mustache and glasses. I call him Superman. It's Why? really clever. Because you know, hey, hey, Clark Kent takes off his glasses and he turns into Superman. So I call this guy Superman. Oh, all right, basketball announcer guy, you suck at your job. You suck at announcing, and you're terrible. I call the guy Superman because he has glasses and a mustache. Neither of those things apply to Superman. <laughs> I mean, at least it was referenced once more besides just this one website you're looking at. I guess. <laughs> oh, it's so strange. Like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> no, no, you don't get it. He's got a bunch of action glasses. He's like... Call him Superman. <laughs> What's your job? I announce things that I see for a living. Oh, good job. Good job. Congratulations on your paychecks. God. Oh. I like this guy kind of sounds like Michael Shannon, by the way. <laughs> for the Superman link as well, Brad. <laughs> That's right. I, I saw the hand glasses and my glasses. Well. <laughs> I, I called him a man. I'm I, Michael I Shannon. <laughs> I'm General Zod. <laughs> I'm General Zod. I'm very threatening. I'm a <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> He's a serial killer. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's good to learn anyway. Know all the facts about yeah. NBA players that look like Clark Kent. <laughs> Nothing like Superman. <laughs> no, not at all. <sighs> all right. Sorry, anything else, Brad? Yep, no, that's <laughs> all. Uh, does there need to be anything else? I mean, come on. It was just once I read that I had to share. Sorry. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready to listen to this episode? Sure. Uh, we. All right. So we started off uh, where he, <laughs> where Sam is kissing uh, one set of wives, 
I call her Wife A. I did manage to work out their names sort of towards the ending. It was just, she's El- Ellen, yeah. Yeah. That's okay, that's Sweetie Ellen. <laughs> yeah, Sweetie Ellen, and she's she's like the uh, Leave it to be- Beaver mom. That's her, her role. The other one is Adelaide from Guys and Dolls mom. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> At any moment, I thought she was going to bust out singing in a cat suit. I, did, I was just like, what's happening this lady? Um, so, yeah, so they're going to be in the car, and so happy to see him. Uh, he gets called to the, I guess, I don't know, the front of the place, and he runs into wife number two. And what was her name, Claire? Rachel. Rachel. Uh, uh. I like her outfit. I like the little uh, blue yeah. kind of flower thing in her hair and she's got um this blue blouse and a brown belt and then her we see her skirt later is like this big skirt it's got like a swirly pattern on it yes yeah yeah it's the most 80s really it's not 50s at all no um yeah so and sam is all confused what i'm a bigamist yes you actually are sam because you're also actually married in real life (laughs) well in the real life of quantum leap i mean (laughs) Um, and so we've got Al, uh, after the, um, terrible credits, we've got Al that um, shows up. B- before the credits, we have to talk about the sun. Which one? Uh, the one that jumps over, daddy, 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 daddy. <laughs> <laughs> now, was it the son that looked like a mini Mark Zuckerberg, or the son that looked like he could be an extra brother of, um, of, uh, what's his name? The Savage Kids. What was his name? Kevin, not Kevin Savage. Oh, yeah. Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Yeah, because one of the kids looked like he could be an extra savage. One that like a little mini Zuckerberg. Does he? Well, he's got the voice. He's got a little savage voice. You mean a Chicago accent? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though he's from Brooklyn? Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> you guys all sound the same to me. We know. We watched Doctor Who last week. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. Seriously? <laughs> Uh, um so yeah so we've got the two the two kids from the first marriage are marty and mary and then the second one is josh and jessica marty and mary because they're obsessed with peter pan yeah and they have the dog tinkerbell mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah and so josh is the one i think that you're talking about brad <laughs> daddy daddy Ugh, what is going on like, were they supposed to cut or fade out or something? Because he keeps saying, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> His heart belongs to Daddy. And immediately I was like, oh, this is also wife number two, because these kids are a lot younger. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've got Al who shows up in a classic red suit. Oh, new. and his red hat's back. It's so exciting. Yeah, I do, I do like his red hat. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I like when he wears a hat. Um, I actually like... Uh, uh, Sam's hat as well. Yeah, he looks like Kolchak. Yeah. Yeah, little okay. Panama and, and, hat. And the blue is not like too much of a powder blue. It's a really nice blue. It's a good suit. Mm. So, um, it's got, um, he's got it's got what? It's got faint uh, pinstripes. Oh, does it? Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it it's does. Nice. Yeah, it's great. I like it. Um, so we find out that uh, Rachel has driven the kids all the way from Brooklyn to Florida. Oof. What a hike. Yeah, I've done that. That um, yeah, I've done that between um, Christmas and New Year. It was not a fun drive on a Greyhound. Oh, jeez, on a Greyhound. Oh, fuck no. Between Christmas and New Year, it was yeah, not good. Oh, 
So, th- I mean, she just thankfully drove, I think, in a car. But, yikes. With two kids? That small? Ugh. Yeah. Um, and it was all because she knew, like, looking at his schedule, they could meet up there. He's an idiot if he has his schedule out. I mean, surely that's a way for them to catch him in a lie. I guess. I mean, he's got to have two sets of books, right? <laughs> yeah. Two ledgers, like in Twin Peaks. At least, because we know he has at least three families, uh, true. really, so. True. Ugh. So, it's, I, yeah, and I, I mean, obviously we don't know any of these answers, but I wonder what, like, wife number three, if she lives in Florida or where she's from, uh, and why she showed up there, like, theoretically a day or two after he would have already been in Florida. <laughs> she's uh, from Alaska. Wait, why would it be a day after two after he already... Because it was at the end of this, so it was at least a day or two later, right? Like, or it was a day later, right? It was the next day? Yeah. Right? Because don't they go through it? Oh, no, they don't go through Is this one day? Is this episode just... No, it can't be. Because they go to the cinema in the evening. Oh, my God. (laughs) Where does he sleep? He sleeps on a park bench, he says at one point. Yeah, but he's home in Florida. Like, this is... He's he's here to be with his family in Florida, which is... And then... so where does he tell his Brooklyn family that he's sleeping? No clue. I, well, he's he's uh, theoretically working, so he's on the road. Um, so they've caught him just as he's arrived. So he's theoretically going to be in a hotel, which is I, you know. So what? I mean, I'm just like wondering why the Brooklyn family didn't say, "Well, now that we're here, we can all stay together." They did. But he, the only, yeah, because the only night he actually slept, he slept on the park bench because it was the right. night they went to the cinema, and he pissed them both off. So neither oh, okay. of the wives that's, would let him. That's what I'm yeah. To get at. Like, if, okay, fine. He's at. He's saying he's at home uh, with his Florida wife, but then I'm like, so where did he tell the wife from Brooklyn that he was at? But I guess if he was, he just told them both he slept on a park bench because they were both pissed, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't have. Been, I mean, I don't know how he would have got away with anything else because. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And then this third wife shows up the next day from where? Where is she? I mean, we don't know, but yeah, it's kind of like, well, where is she from? Why did she show up the next day? How long was he scheduled to be there? I don't know. <laughs> Just kind of random that this third person shows up a day later. Yeah, that's it, that's I I feel like that's just too much. <laughs> that's one joke too many. I'm like, come on. This whole episode is is very wacky what a wacky episode uh so we get that the littlest one jessica can see al it's pretty great and rick mayo in drop dead fred yeah and she also sees sam as sam so she's like yeah that's why she didn't go running up and hugging this dude because she's like i'm going daddy daddy exactly and um and of course it's just pushed off because she's small so she doesn't know what she's talking about yeah and then the uh, Al tells her that it's her, her her daddy, but he's in disguise. Yeah, I I do like that for whatever reason we decided to make it more complicated by adding that bit. Mm. Um, like because I mean this episode is so crowded, you don't really need to have a whole deal going on with the daughter being able to see Sam and Al. But I'm glad they. Did. I guess if they'd forgotten about it though, then people would be like, hey, you yeah, know. You can always do that thing where it's like, oh well, she's just old enough to not. To, yeah, to, exactly. They just cast it differently. Her alpha waves have developed, or whatever yeah. it is. I mean, because they, they really don't make any time for the episode. <laughs> like, they just have her leaving the room when it's convenient. Yeah. yeah. 
And the only reason they even use it is because, like, I guess in the original timeline, Jessica runs away or something, and so... So Al, Al has to, yeah, Al's able to stop her from running away, which we'll get to that scene because it is the cutest scene. Yeah. But it's it's one of those, like, uh, I guess, like, they just didn't need to have her run away. Like, <laughs> and if we're going to do all this, why not have the dogs react to Al, too? I mean, just... <laughs> <laughs> Tinkerbell. Um, so, yeah, Sam tells uh, wife number two, why don't you go to the hotel? I've got work to do, so I'll see you later. And um, he looks in the mirror. He is not happy. He is not happy. He says it's because he's a bigamist. We're like, no, uh, no, Sam, it's because you're slightly overweight and you hate fat people. Yeah. yeah. When he said, I'm a bigamist, I almost thought <laughs> I was going to say, I'm big. And <laughs> then stop right there. <laughs> I'm a big slob. Yeah. <laughs> he said it just slow enough to uh-huh. make me believe. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's that. Um, so as he's leaving, that's when he sees family number one, and they have the, uh, pedigree greyhound in their car. Mm. Yeah. And I, go ahead. Oh, yeah, and Sam's really like, they have a greyhound for a pet? What's wrong with that? Also, what else are you going to do with this dog? Like, oh, yeah, that's right, you race the dogs? <laughs> I thought, that's, that's a problem. Don't do that. Yeah, it's a dog. It's an awesome dog. It's a cute dog. Yeah, I like greyhounds. And he was he was super adorable, like hanging his little head out the window with everybody. Absolutely. Um, dog shamer. <laughs> a bad shamer and a dog shamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those crimes is worse than the other. <laughs> uh, also, Al is really excited that he's got two family. He's like, yeah, my kind. I don't know why. Why does yeah. Al want to be a bigamist? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It's like different than I mean having two families is much different than having just two girlfriends. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, and having um, you know, and just going through, yeah, and going yeah. through marriages, having them all at the same time, yeah, it's very different. Al, I don't, I don't oh. think Al understands any how any of this works. Oh. <laughs> um. So, wife number one, Ellen, is like. You know, she's got the food ready on the table. She's cutting everyone's meat for them, even. Yeah. Um, we, it must be discussed immediately. <laughs> Why are there paintings of birds on the wall? <laughs> um, yeah, like ducks? Ear, ducks. Because yeah. they like ducks, Brett. I mean, what? Because it's Ugh. not a painting of a duck. It's just no. painted on the wall itself. It is awful. I don't know. As always, I was on the lookout for a little quantum traveler. There's a lot of stuff to see in this place. Yeah. Whenever we get a kitchen scene, I'm like... <gasps> also, like, what is that thing in the middle? Is it holding, like, their salt and pepper? I think so. <laughs> I think so. It's weird. Yeah. It's like a bouquet of salt and pepper. <laughs> um, what do you think of Ellen's dress, her blue dress? Um, I think it's quite cute. Yeah. It's, nice. it's fine. Yeah, um, yeah they, is this when the little girl is wearing, um, oh no, it's the other little girl, sorry, it's Jessica, she's wearing the weird little dungarees. No, well let's talk, okay, let's talk about the kids for a second. First we've got poor little Marty is like, her, I don't know what he's doing, but he's fixing the races for his dad. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what are you doing? What's happening? Yeah, I, he, he's, he's, handicap, he's handicapping the race, he's, I, I don't know, he's doing some kind of equation to, I guess, figure out. Yeah. Whatever. 
And, you know, it's like, whatever. And then Little Mary. So Little Mary's hair is absurd. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't make no. any sense. It's bad. It's real bad. This is why Little Mary is so sassy, because she has such hatred for them giving her, her that hair. Yeah. She is done with that whole family, too. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, little poor little Mary. I didn't even look at her outfit because that hair just like was like, oh. Mm. I can't remember what she was wearing either. It's, yeah. it's not great. It's not great, but the hair's so bad that. Yeah. Um. And so supposedly he's gotten the kids all gifts. Yeah. Which is a weird thing too. Like, how does the actual dad? Like, how does he ever do any of this? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I just, I can't figure it out. I mean, yeah. and he's, he's, he's a traveling salesman and supporting four kids and two mortgages. I mean, I know Six kids. Oh yeah, six kids. Yeah. Right. I just don't acknowledge that last family because it's too dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, that might be what he said when he leaned back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's just there's like and yeah, and I, the gambling problem and the like unless he's very successful at gambling I don't know how he's keeping this up. He must be the world's best salesman. But he can't be great at gambling because his kids are always giving him money too, which I don't know where his kids are getting. Yeah, where are they getting the money? Exactly. <laughs> I love that one kid. I'm pretty sure he's he's scheming as well. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> which um, one, the Mark Zuckerberg or the Savage one? No, the one, the one that's trash. The one that's stealing everything. Oh, yeah. The one that's already a criminal. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it gives one kid, like, a hairnet or something. and I, oh, It gives her a, a shower cap, cap yeah. and the other kid, he yeah. gives a shoehorn. Yeah. And then the kid's like, oh, you gave me one last year. And he's like, whoa, you got two feet, ain't ya? Yeah. And, um... Ellen is still, like, into it. She's like, all right, well, you fucked up with the kids, but guess what? We're playing naughty schoolgirl tonight. Like, what the hell? And when the next wife says that they're playing chambermaid, I was like, oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. And he just, like, I mean, these ladies want his dick. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) And seeing him in, like, I, I just, like, he seems like the worst person, like, I don't get it. Oh, he's, he's yeah. absolutely the worst person. He's, no he's awful. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like we looked in the mirror and he was just, like, super hot. Like, I just, I'm just like, why do these women want his dick? I don't understand. <laughs> um, I don't yeah. Maybe it's shaped like, it's it's flavored like cherry coke. Who knows? Whoa. And shaped like it, I was going to say. <laughs> 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 oh, Like a cherry coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like a whoa. Oh, <laughs> Including the label. <laughs> I've I, I always been this way. I just. I never thought to check it out until now. Huh. Um, yeah. So he's got a work meeting he's got to go to, and he hops on over to see Rachel, who ordered pizza and is. That pizza looks so gross and rubbery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that pizza has been sitting out on that set all day. <laughs> well, it's 1958 Florida pizza, so... <laughs> <That's true. laughs> 
Mm. I wonder if this is the first pizza they've ever had. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry God, the way the way the other wife reacts to ice cream later, I thought that was the first ice cream she's ever eaten. <laughs> she's like, ice cream. I was like, okay. A weird time, guys. Such a weird time. <laughs> People were trying food the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so little Josh brings in like all the things he's stolen off of the maid cart. And I'm just yeah. like, okay. And then they're like, we need a bath mat. And he's like, okay, I'm right on it. All right. Little <laughs> master criminal. Um, and we do find out that it's not like it's just this guy he leaps into, it's also Rachel. Rachel's, like, all about scamming things, so... Yeah. But I guess we find out, too, that they got married as a bet. Mm. So... Um... I... Okay, so Sam goes out to go talk to Al outside of the room. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's still talking really loud. They'd still be able to hear him. Uh... Yeah, also, he's in the hallway talking to people and, like, are talking to Al and, like, people are walking by. It's like, come on. They do give him a look. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. As they should, because um, I think this is also when we hear that the whole thing where Al says, like, oh, this is, he would get through ten wives instead of five. Ugh, yeah. gross. Al, uh, what are you talking about? Uh, and we find out that he's there to, you know, keep the ladies apart and make a decision, I guess, on who he's going to be with. But everything's coming up for the entire episode. Mm-hmm. And look, I don't like the fact that basically Ziggy and Al and Sam are putting it in Sam's Sam's hands to decide which woman this bloke ends up with. And I know they're like, well, he can't decide. Well, I don't care. Yeah. Get him to. Like, I know Sam's always making decisions for other people, but... Yeah, it's crazy. You know? <laughs> like, why, why does he think that he would be able to make the decision and it would stick. Because the other guy's going to leap back in. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and it's interesting. So they, they talk amongst themselves, and I guess, like, Al says that Ellen, he should be with Ellen because she has three years seniority. I'm like, okay, like, maybe that just means she's been through three more years of hell and should be able to get out. And Sam wants, says that Rachel should be the one he chooses because um, she seems to be need the most help. Mm. I'm like, does she? She seems pretty self-sufficient, so I, I don't agree with either of these assessments. Yeah, I don't. Like, I mean, this is, it's very bizarre. Yeah, and that's this is when we learned that he married Rachel on a bet. So there was that, and it was just to stay married for a year. But it was, they, that was a bit like me and you, Tammy, wasn't it? Exactly. When we were in Epcot, oh, in uh, the United Kingdom pavilion. <laughs> I don't, I don't even understand what get married on a bet means. Yeah, it was something like... No, it was like they bet, he bet she couldn't stay married to him for a year or something, or she bet him or something. And they'd been married nine years. It was something like that. And then they basically both lost that bet. It was very sad. (laughs) Because, yikes. Um, So, yeah, so what's his face? Uh, Sam walks back in and is talking to Rachel. Rachel freaks the fuck out because she is just like, she knows that something is up because Sam is being weird, like usual. And, uh... And the daughter is still conveniently in the bathroom. Yeah, she's been in the bathroom the entire time. Because this episode could have broken apart so many times. Yeah. Just by her overhearing Al talk about anything about the other family. Yeah. But they probably wouldn't believe the little girl anyway. They don't believe her about other well, stuff. That's true, but I... 
I, I just, I feel like that it is. There are so many unnecessary pieces to this episode. Like, I feel like there's way too much going on for nothing to be going on. There's there's nothing that happens in this episode. There's, there's just not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then this is where I have the at, my note about her being Adelaide, because, like, besides the fact she just kind of sounds like her to me, mm-hmm. uh, she actually, like, starts getting sick over the whole thing, and I was like, oh, it's like somatic. But she is pissed. This is also where Josh tries to, like, open the door with her sister being in the bathroom, because obviously we all know this girl has been in the bathroom forever. Yep. And uh, I think this is when they're going to go to the movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to go and see the cartoons, even though little um, uh, savage, little criminal, um, he wants to see something else. Yeah. And this is also where he stops to talk to his dad and gives him the 52 cents he has. That's so sad. Oh, I don't like this. No. It's like... No, it's it's horrible. Oh, my God. And Sam tries not to take it, but it's almost like he doesn't know what to do, because this kid is just in a rough place. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. We also learn that it's like the kids had missed their piano practice or piano recital and a play. So these kids are like doing things and they missed all this to come see their dad. And to think like if in the normal timeline, they would have done all this to see their dad and then what him getting beat up by guys that he owes money to. I mean, Mm. the whole thing is just sad. Um, So they're off to the movies. Rachel is like... Again. This is a real Mrs. Doubtfire situation. Oh, yeah. Um, what I love about this is in this movie theater scene where we're, we're going to watch cartoons in the movie theater mm. um, because it's 1958. Um, this is a theater um, that is filled with no children. <laughs> yep. There are... Filled with elderly people laughing their heads off at Woody Woodpecker. Oh, well, and Ellen wanted to, or not Ellen, uh, Rachel wanted to get, like, down in that theater, man. She's, like, grabbing his leg. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, uh... They both are. Yeah. I'm just like, yikes, ladies, ladies, calm it down. <laughs> not, not in front of Woody Woodpecker, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My God, there's, well, there's no children present, but there should be. There should be children present. <laughs> exactly. We have this whole thing where, like, he's going to go back and forth. Everyone wants popcorn and ice creams and hot dogs and pretty much buy... They want them to buy out, like, everything they have at the concession stand. Um, And then he goes sees Ellen, and he tells Ellen, I'm going to go get popcorn. But then she's like, no, we only do that during intermission. I was like, jeez, Ellen is rough. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But he gets up to go to the restroom. I do not like Ellen's ruffle jacket. No, it's like a... No, it's it's just made out of ruffles. It's awful. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah, ruffles bad. sewn together. Yeah. Ruffles um, on ruffles on ruffles. Oh, they killed a, a rare ruffle beast for that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this genuine ruffle beast skin? Yes, yes it is. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, so he goes out. He, um... Ends up, I think, running into one of the kids, right? Yeah, Marty Jr. At a, so now he has to go back down to Ellen, since Marty's there, seeing him buy all the stuff. So everything that the other set of kids wanted is now being distributed to Marty and Mary. Yep. 
Uh, this is, I think... Ice cream? Yeah. She's so excited about ice cream and something else. I can't remember what else it is. She's like... I was like, okay. I think the the brown cows or whatever. I don't know what that is. Like, okay, so we got licorice brown cows, um, ice cream, popcorn, soda. It's it's too much. It's too much. Licorice, yeah. The deal. Yeah. So he says they forgot something. He's got to go back. Um, And, of course, when he goes back, you start trying to give the kids stuff on the side with Rachel. He's missing a shit ton of stuff. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I can't believe they forgot your ice cream bar. I'll have to go back out there. Why doesn't he, like, I, I don't get how he thinks his plan will work. No. Like, also, like, I, like this is so set up. Like, why did Sam say, hey, let's go to the same movie? Like, at least, at least do the scam of seeing a different movie at the same theater. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're in the same He's yeah. going out one door and coming in the other, like... I mean, it must be the world's largest theater, though, because the separate entrances are on either side of the concession stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am like, what? That's, like, way far away from each other. <laughs> um, but they are... We gotta need, need a huge theater for all these adults to get in to watch their Woody Woodpecker <laughs> They are laughing at this like it's the funniest thing they've ever seen. Talk about Al's outfit. Uh, it's not blowing me away. I think because I was so excited about his red outfit. Yeah. And then you get this one. What's happening with this, like, pink taffeta jacket? I, no, I, yeah, I don't know what's happening with it. Well, it's like a kind of metallic brown jacket. No. 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 Like Isn't it? No. Is it? Oh. Wait, oh, I don't know what one I'm thinking. I don't know. <laughs> I'm also high. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We're all high, Tammy. Yeah, the colored fabric is weird, but also the fabric on top of that is weird, and I can't figure yeah. out what the pattern is. It's just an odd jacket. It's not the worst he's ever worn, but it's not good, and I don't understand what's happening with it. And yeah. it looks so hot. Like, it looks it, yeah, like... it really does. Oh. Whenever he wears one of these jackets, like, one of the jackets, though, that he wears a lot that's, like, made out of the metallic material. I just think about how hot he must be. Under all the <laughs> set lights, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Um, and two women come out, and he has Sam hide. It's the worst hide. How do they not see him? <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> the only thing that's better than his hiding is the guy um, in the, at the counter next to him that spends the whole scene cleaning the cabinets. <laughs> he's just, he is just rubbing... He, well, first he gives yeah, it a yeah. hard stare for a long time. Yes, yeah, he yeah. He starts polishing like his life depended upon it. <laughs> I will be in this scene. But I, lo- I love how long he's... He, he gives it a hard look. Like, he's really... He's really doing some background work there because he's he <laughs> real close. Like he's a cartoon. He is. He is fucking. He should be on the screen. <laughs> he left Wee Woodpecker and said, "Hey, I'm gonna go check out the counter." Like, gave it a little real. Hmm. 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 Ah. Yeah. Well, I mean, good. I mean, good cleaning sounds there, Brad. Oh yeah. Um. 
Oh, I do want to say, not Ellen, but because uh, Ellen's just got like a little white purse. But Rachel has like this. <laughs> it looks like she's carrying a bush around with her purse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just looks like a basket with flowers hanging out of it. It's really weird. She's getting ready for the like Easter parade. <laughs> but I don't know what's happening. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Whoa. Right? Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it is, and it's something I would own. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> and I can admit it's terrible, but I would also own it because it is the wackiest. I don't Wait, understand it. Are there big grapes in that? Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> See, it's crazy. It's the kookiest thing. It just looks like she's holding a basket with things coming out yeah. of it, but it's not because it's just like it must just be like sewn and glued the top of it and then it opens up and the basket is actually her purse and I'm like oh that's something I would have <laughs> it's a fake basket it's a fake basket a basket things hanging out of it yeah and then it's what I wanted well you know what you're gonna get for Christmas now don't you tell me <laughs> and a hello only the best for my lady <laughs> um, so if you didn't think there was enough happening um well nothing's happening in this episode now that we're halfway through, yeah. I think it's time to introduce a gambling plot. Yes. What the fuck? So. Yeah, these two these two guys from Home Alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can think of. Yep. So apparently he owes them two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. A lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Especially in '58 money. Yeah. I mean, I could come up with that now, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I mean, considering he spent two dollars and fifty eight cents on a hot dog, brown cows, ice cream sandwich, (laughs) oh um, man, fucking popcorn soda. He could get twelve houses for this. It's it's a good thing Josh gave him that fifty two (laughs) cents. So yeah, so these guys are obviously (coughs) wanting to uh, their money back, and and they take him into like a stairwell to like threaten him. Yeah. Take him down the stairs. And I just oh. like that Al is also in the stairwell just like watching puffing on his cigar. <laughs> <laughs> and he calls them a um oh what's his snozzle or whatever he calls him. Uh, his like little insult he calls them. Uh so oh that's this is when he's been out all night or whatever. And he tries to come home and uh this is when I think we hear about the whole thing where Every time the dad's in trouble, he asks the kids for money. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we got that feeling when Josh gave him money, but we now also hear it from Marty. So it's like, he's getting them from all the kids. Don't take money from your kids. Like, fuck. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. No, it's the most fucked up thing. Yeah. And the fact that, okay, so I don't know if you guys noticed this. So where Marty goes to grab his money is like out of basically a pencil can. Yeah. A pen thing on top of it. Which means he's, they're hiding. It's not like... Yeah, they're hiding money all over the house. money everywhere. Yeah, that's I mean, really sad. I, I had to hide money from my family as yeah. well. I, oh, I, wow. I get it 100%. Yeah, it's just so sad. And But uh. what a great like detail to put in this episode. For, for an episode that really does nothing, they really focus on a lot of the details. Yeah. That's it's all about the details this episode. There's too I again, there's too much going on and absolutely nothing going on in this yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's so busy. There's so much 
so much shit that they could do, and it's, it's all just so much. It's too much. Yeah. And it's sad, and Marty, like, basically just... He just wants him to, like, his mom alone. Like, yeah. just leave him. Like, just don't don't keep putting our mom, you know, my mom through this. And then we hear the, almost the same thing from Josh. Like, just, just... Can't you just leave us alone? Leave my mom alone? It's just... It's the saddest. Yeah. It's like, really sad. two boys back-to-back back like this, like... Mm. Um... And then we get the hairdressing scene, which is great. <laughs> These two women yes. are wonderful together. <laughs> yes. Um, so apparently Ellen is a hairdresser, even though she's dressed like a waitress. <laughs> yeah, she's dressed like she's in Double R Diner. Yeah. It's so weird. I'm like, nobody's wearing that as a dress. What is this? And uh, she happens to be doing Rachel's hair. And they are talking about their huts and their families, and we happen to have the same surname. Oh Ooh. my god, Rachel's necklace! Yes, yes, is, it's so big, it's almost <laughs> floating off her body though, because it's like just so large. Yes, <laughs> well, it's because it's, it's developing its own gravitational pull and it's uh, <laughs> beginning to orbit the sun. <laughs> uh, happening next to Ellen because it's like she's got like a regular setup but next to her looks like <laughs> like something out of someone's like green room it's mm-hmm. like a full on mirror with all the lights surrounding it as if a famous actress is going to sit there and get her makeup <laughs> isn't that what you put your makeup on in oh. every day Tammy I mean I do well, I'm I don't fancy wear makeup, so I guess there's that <laughs> you don't need to wear makeup Tammy oh thank you Appreciate it. Um, and, and that's a good thing because I don't, so <laughs> I'm glad I don't. Need it. Um, I also like this whole thing where they're like talking about uh, wouldn't it be the worst if they were married to a gambler? And they're both just like, oh yeah, it would be terrible. It would be terrible. I haven't. I know nothing about it though. Oh me neither. Yeah, nothing, nothing at all. That's really like these two ladies together. Are really, yeah. Yeah. I, there was a while that I thought, are they just gonna end up like? Running off together? One, like, weird, like, <laughs> like super Mormon yeah. family or something. I thought maybe these two ladies were going to run off together with the kids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why not? Right? I mean, this is just already a weird episode. Oh, it's everyone in this hairdressing place wears that same outfit. Yeah. I don't understand it. Why? Like, why is that the chosen look? Um, so we also have, like, this lady who's at the cashier or whatever at the hairdressing thing. I... You can kind of see she's got, like, a, a light green top on, a big red belt, and this, like, floral skirt, and I love it. Yeah, I love that outfit. I was, I, I wrote that in my notes as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's really pretty. Like, you don't get to see, we don't get to see a close-up of it, but it's super adorable. Speaking of things we don't get to see a close-up of, we cut <laughs> to a scene of Sam and all Al walking down the hallway. Yes. 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 There's this man and woman yeah. walking behind him, and this woman is wearing a hat that I do not understand. <laughs> Please explain, Brad. Um, yeah, good luck. It's uh, seemingly like a a triangular straw hat, maybe? It's like a, like a cone on her head. Yeah. <laughs> Upside-down ice cream cone on her head. <laughs> it's really kooky. Um, she also awesome. is, like, I so far the only person that I've noticed, at least, wearing, like, a uh, petticoat under her skirt. And you can tell because her skirt 
poofs out like nobody else. Like it should. Yeah. But I feel like the late 50s is people stopped wearing petticoats. Like that's why it, they were still wearing the long skirts, but they just kind of hung naturally. And this lady was like, I'm not fucking giving it up, guys. I'm still no. wearing mine. Give it two minutes. I'm wearing that and my upside down ice cream. I'm pro petticoat, to be honest. I love wearing a petticoat under my skirt. Yeah, I can't tell what I'm doing. God damn it, I cannot get a good read on this hat. If you wear a petticoat, if I wear a petticoat, Tammy, it makes my waist look smaller. (laughs) (laughs) I own petticoats, so I could. I do to dapper days. Yay. Um... So we've got, how about Sam and Al's looking uh, scene? This is the one where he's wearing this, like, flannel, um, like, suit jacket. But I want to talk about the tie pin for his little bolo tie. Because I swear it's made out of a domino with, like, little pins on top yeah, of it. I think you're right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I, I like it. That tie pin thing. Because mm-hmm. it's like a domino, but then they've like added stuff on top of it in a design pattern. It's very cool. Yeah, I love it. I think we've seen that jacket before because it's the yeah. one where it looks like it's a blanket. <laughs> Some weird blanket. It's really weird. Satin over. It's bizarre. Uh, so while they're walking and talking in this, I guess, hotel lobby, mm-hmm. I, they're... Uh, they come across or walk by the um, salon, and Ziggy is going nuts. Which I love this whole thing where Ziggy's thing is just to get out, get away from <laughs> get, the window. Yeah, get, yeah. <laughs> get away from the goddamn window. <laughs> yeah, get the hell away from the window. So that's my. This has been my favorite Ziggy moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's because both wives are there. Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what this is, Brad. I don't yeah, know. I yeah. Right? Ice cream yeah. cone? Yes. <laughs> it's very strange. It it does look like an ice cream cone. Is there like a little ball on the top or not? That's what I can't tell. <laughs> I'm really interested in. We oh, need to we need her to turn around. Well, is it a ball on the top or is it just like shaped like a nipple at the end? It does look like a nipple. <laughs> it's like a nipple bonnet. I just love everyone else in my house just hearing me randomly shout out nipple bonnet with no context. <sighs> Ask them what they think. <laughs> hey, hey, share it with a friend, guys. See, get a nipple bonnet, share it with your friends. They're made to be shared. Share the joy. So we go back to the two women talking, and I think Ellen even does her makeup for her. Oh, Ellen does Rachel's makeup as well. So she's getting the whole night. Where is where is both of these ladies getting all this money from? That's a great question. No idea. It's a lot of work she's getting done. Like her, and she says, keep the change. Yeah, um, and so the, somehow they talk about uh, women who get cheated on, and that is just the worst. And they can't understand, like you know, how the wife wouldn't know, and you know, but the wife is always the last to know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
so <coughs> oh they both talk about how their last name Elroy because oh we get the I think this is when Sam calls or something yeah Sam calls um and so Rachel Elroy you have a phone call Alan says your last name is Elroy my last name is Elroy maybe we're related oh this is so funny and Al's like more than you think ladies <laughs> yeah he's real gross <laughs> yeah Oh, and this is when they're talking about a friend. One of them says about a friend of hers um, found out that her husband was cheating. And then they mentions it was another man. And Al goes, oh, gro- oh yuck. And I was like, all right, calm down, Al. Hmm. Yeah. So what do we think about the woman who answers the phone at the hairstylist? <laughs> I kind of love her. her hair? But look oh. at her hair, Claire. <laughs> no, I d- no, I don't want to look at her hair. Um, I like I like the character. I didn't say I liked her hair because that would be a lie. And I actually don't mind her outfit either. But then you get up to her face and hair, it's like ah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tightest curls in the world mm-hmm. on her head. Little little daughter Mary tried, but she did not achieve uh-huh. what this woman has achieved. <laughs> uh, so what's it called? Sam has decided. Yeah, he's got this plan. And he doesn't want to tell Al because he knows who Al is before. Yeah. And Sam tells Rachel on the phone, I left you a note on, on the car. And Al is... Yeah, I don't get this thing. weird plan. It's just, I think, to get her out of the building. Mm. So that way she can get the note that says meet him back there at 6. But, I mean, the thing is, like, the hair had to be almost done. Otherwise she wouldn't yeah. have left. Because it's not like yeah. you can just leave your hair half, like... I mean, yeah. let's... Well, I guess it was also she would go out and read the note that says to meet him back there at six. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because he would have had to tell her somehow, so... That's true. That's true. But you think he could just leave the note. The calling... Because they really play it like he's got to get them away from each other oh, so they yeah. don't figure it out. Um, but in reality, like, there's no way she can leave halfway through her hair being fixed. Yeah. Like, that's insane. You're just making a bigger disaster by trying to intervene. Yeah. Again, this episode, it keeps trying to, like, ramp up the tension. And I'm like, but it, there's enough. It's fine. Mm. It's fine. Just leave it. I love, though, that when Rachel, like, knows there's that note waiting outside for her, the way she walks out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, of course, can't forget about the, uh, hi, the two got bozos that are... Uh, Marv and, um, yeah. uh, Harry. <laughs> sure. The sticky bandits. <laughs> yeah. So after, right after he tells Ellen, "Hey, meet me back here at 6, he gets stopped by these two guys who are like he's supposedly they were gonna give him 24 hours, and they say that it's been over that. But I'm like, has it been? No, no, no. Because Sam says, "Hey, I thought I still had a few hours." Oh, uh, okay. So apparently, it's been uh, slightly less than 24 hours. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I do like this where. Sam uses this whole phone trick to talk to Al. Yeah, I I never I why doesn't he do this more often? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He should yeah. They're trying to cloak at times because there's that whole bit also when they're in the hotel and uh, like people keep walking by and Sam keeps pretending to cough. Yeah. Because he realizes he looks like a lunatic. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're about to watch this game or not game the uh, races and. Sam wants to know who's going to win. But Al says, I can't tell you that because Sam had made a rule that he cannot use knowing the future for personal gain. Would this really be for personal gain, though? Well, it's to keep him from being killed. Yeah, 
but it but really it's saving Marty's life, right? I mean, no, it's yeah. saving Sam's life. Marty would be living alive in the future in that uh, in the jumpsuits. <laughs> what happens if he dies? Does his aura thing die too, and then everyone sees that it's some other guy? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I would assume not. I think he just keeps going on living as though he looks like Scott Bakula. Hmm. Huge improvement for him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm thinking like, uh, so what happens like to Sam? Does okay, so if Sam dies. Do, do do they just see like Marty's body until they bury him or cremate him, or do they? Yeah. Yeah. Like, then the ashes. Then the ashes look like Marty's ashes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's not get into another um, how, do, how does this work conversation because my brain will break. Hopefully, we don't ever have the answer to that. Just wondering. Um, so we find out at this very moment the little girl Jessica is going to run away. Yep. So uh, Al is going to go and take care of that, and uh, Sam figures out that he needs something that's forty to one off. 40 to 1 bet, and so he places a bet on this horse or dog or whatever the race is. I don't even know what kind of race they're watching. <laughs> and yeah, and ends up thankfully winning. And the weird thing is, like, it really is just a guess. It's not like this is some famous no. race nope. that Sam remembers, and he doesn't get the information from Al in time. Um, yeah. He just, it's just purely, like, I need this to happen. Yeah, I need this exact amount so therefore I need to bet on this one. Yeah. Which, by the way, would also imply that then he wouldn't have enough money for dinner. So yeah. he's just banking on the money. He has to borrow money from them to place the bet anyway. Yeah. Uh, so in between that, we get the scene with Al and little Jessica, which is just such a sweet scene. It's so sweet. Any scene with Al and kids is sweet. Yeah. And she's wearing like this little like cowgirl outfit. I don't even know... I don't know where she was running to. She had a lot of stuff. Like, how was she going to carry that around? I can get one of them fake baskets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she feels like she doesn't have a daddy, and Al tells her how he doesn't have a mommy or a daddy. Yeah. It's so sad. And then uh, talks her into staying with her mom. Yep. Um, and we do get this weird scene. <laughs> With Al coming back and, like, his face being in the TV. Which is so weird. <laughs> like, how did he not know the TV was there? I never I never understand how this happens. Also, why put something else in this episode? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not wacky enough. Oh, I mean, like, it's... You, you, Listen, we've got okay. So we've got the little girl running away that Al has to help. Uh, we've got the Sam dealing with these bookies that he owes money to, and then we got the two families and all that shit. Like, just take one of those things away, and you've got an episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's too much. There's too much in this episode, and absolutely nothing. Uh, so they're going to the. They go. The horse wins. They're allowed to leave. And they go over to where the restaurant is in the hotel, and Al is like, tell me, tell me who it is. And uh, Sam's like, you're just gonna have to see. And we get Al. <laughs> just have to wait till the end of the episode, Al. Yep. We get Ellen running up. Al is so ecstatic, because that's the one he wanted. And then we've got Rachel running up as well. So let's talk about their outfits. <laughs> 
There's Tammy Go. I don't understand Ellen's dress. <laughs> it's like it was meant to look like Rachel's dress, but also a housewife's dress. So they wanted to dress them similar similarly. Yeah. It's just such a, a like I like the cut of the dress, but that fabric on that dress is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, it's not the best. No. And I like that both of them are wearing gloves and everything. Like, they're going all out, these ladies. They're going full-on um, full dapper day. Yeah. Um, I don't really care for Rachel's dress, either. It's so, like, weird in the front. Yeah. And the and fabric those, uh, is weird on that, too. She's got all those jingle jangles uh, on, as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, the jingle jangle. Um, so we also... So we get the wife... Like, he starts telling the wives that he's married to both of them. And Ellen says... One of your silly little jokey wokies. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Also, weird joke. Yeah. And um, they start, of course, yelling at each other. Uh, and uh, Sam sets them straight because he is the savior of all women. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because he's been a woman like three times. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets it. He gets, he gets it. He understands where they're coming from. And um, he's like, ladies, don't... Granted, he's not physically been a woman, but, you know, he's been in the role of a woman, Tammy, so he knows. I guess. Just like Tyler Perry. (laughs) (laughs) He's the Tyler Perry of the 90s, exactly. (laughs) Sam Sam Beckett knows as much about being a woman as as Tyler Perry does. Um, I also like that... What's her face? Uh, Rachel just tries to grab Sam's arm to watch just walk out of there. <laughs> like, oh, this was funny. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but they both realize neither of them wants him. This is ridiculous. Rachel ends up, uh, we find out she ends up marrying a doctor and her kids go off to college. Mm-hmm. And Ellen becomes a marriage count- counselor and her kids are good too. Uh, okay, and her son becomes a mastermind criminal. He becomes a kingpin. <laughs> Seriously. He just pulls heist left and right because he has—he's a mathematical genius. <laughs> <laughs> he becomes uh, George Clooney from the Ocean's Eleven movies. <laughs> I, see, I think that I think that kid is going to be the one that just commits suicide. Oh, oh no! No, like because he's too much of a sad sack about it all. Like the other kid is a criminal. Like one of these kids is going to commit suicide. One of them is going to like die in a gunfight, no doubt. Will at least the girls be okay? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, good. Because we don't. I mean, well, one of one of them is like just going along with it. Like he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, he's wearing disguise. Cool, whatever. Um, yeah. I'll leave the room conveniently. The other one get is offered a shower cap and then disappears from the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, she she in not so many words tells her family to fuck off. So yeah. she is, she did that and she was like, yeah, I'm out. So I think both of them are okay, but both of those both of those boys are fucked up. Because <laughs> that one the one kid is way too about stealing. Like he oh, yeah. like he's a criminal. It's he's done yeah. for. And the other one's too much of a sad sack. Uh, we learn that uh, Mar- Marty cleans himself up and goes on a lecture circuit talking about his life. <laughs> Who's going to that lecture? Yeah. I was uh, I was married to two maybe three women. And, uh, I was a traveling salesman. Hey, why are we going to this lecture? This sounds... <laughs> he does a TED Talk. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he just watches TED Talks. Um. I mean, it's this, it, like, it's 1958. When's he going on this, like, tour? Like, like, early 60s? Nobody's gonna give a fuck. 
fuck about what this <laughs> a- like hey I'm an asshole come hear me talk uh yeah oh, this doesn't make any sense <laughs> um Al is mad that he didn't know ahead of time what the plan was <laughs> yeah okay and then of course as discussed previously a third family shows up at the end when these two women leave him yeah so I guess he's gonna stick with them I maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I do like at the end though these two ladies just like walk off with each other, <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna be like the best of friends. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah. know why that makes me so happy, but it just. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And he he leaps from this right into burning his bra. <laughs> yep. Because he knows all about how it feels to be a woman. Uh. Well, yeah. Of course. I mean, he's more woman than any woman I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like the song says, the Whitney yeah. Houston song, he's every woman. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> uh, so that is the episode, A Tale of Two Sweeties. Um, best dress, worst dress? Um, I like the um, woman at the concession stands uh, outfit. Uh, yeah, the cashier thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, I do. I really like that. And I like um, Rachel's first outfit with the big yeah. skirt and the little blue thing. They're, they're similar outfits, two different designs. Mm-hmm. Them, but yeah. I don't like Rachel's first outfit. Okay. I'm good with just the cashier lady then. Which was or, the cashier not, lady? The li- she was standing at the cash register, let's be clear. She wasn't the lady that was working the desk. <laughs> Because that hair killed it. Oh, oh, at the at the at the salon. Yeah, but she's okay. wearing a, a like yeah. a green top, and a, I really I don't know that it's like that red belt. I really yeah, like. yeah. No, I, I like that. Yeah, that was good. Okay, um, and worst dress was it nipple hat? I, don't, I, <laughs> oh. I was gonna say it was Jessica's little dungarees because I really didn't like those, but then you reminded me of nipple hat, so yeah, it wins. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nipple hat's wearing a nipple hat. It's amazing. Yeah, no bueno. Uh, Alright, who won and who lost? I think the two women won because they got away from him. And I think the third wife lost. Yeah. <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing, she, she, she didn't even get paid much, I'm sure, for this episode. <laughs> oh, the actress who had to wear the nipple hat lost. <laughs> did she or is she a winner for being herself and being proud? <laughs> I mean, those, uh, those fucking bookies lost $2,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, technically, he won it back for them, so that's why he was able to leave, right? Oh. Is that what happened? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because that's how he was making it up. Oh, uh, I thought he was betting him. Oh. No, no, no. He oh, had okay. them place a bet. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. So I guess they, they're even, even, I suppose. Yeah. Right. And it, when they didn't lose, they're bookies. They're gonna be. They're um. They're, they're Steve the Beef in even was, even Stevens. That was the most forgettable plot line. Like those guys, they came in halfway through and then they were easily dispatched. Yep. The only reason they they were even there, I think, is just so that way Sam could be away, so Al could have to go talk to Jessica, <laughs> which is also another thing that didn't make any sense. No. Why have her have to talk to him at all? I don't know. Both of those things from yep. this fucking episode. Mm. But then you would have even less. <laughs> God, it's this episode would have been ten minutes. Long. I mean, oh, I, this is just bad. This is just a bad episode. 
Structurally terrible. Oh, it's structurally terrible, sure. There's just nothing to it. Yeah. It is it is a fucking like it is a card castle waiting to collapse. Yeah. Um yeah, so I think wife one and two won and wife three lost. Yeah, I'm down with that. Uh all right, time for feedback. I think we just got a feedback. Alright, voicemail here. Ah, hello, Calavici. Fashion cast, my feedback for a tale of two sweeties. Um, I'm not sure if we ended up with a great ending here. Uh, so <laughs> Sam, ends up, he ends up getting this guy a career based off of his lying, cheating, sneaking around, having three, apparently, families, uh, stealing from his kids. And uh, being an all-around terrible, terrible person. That's great. That's so good it all worked out for him in the end. Um, and it was good that Sam completely guessed on the lead balloon. That worked out well. Uh, although they should be using the leaping to make money. I mean, why not use it? Like, what if, what if he jumped into somebody poor? He could help them. He could steal, you know, not steal, but he could fix steal. bets and help them out. And change the future. Why not do that? Why not do that for the two women here? Have him win some big races, give them the money, and then then run away and never come back. But don't help this guy get a career. Ugh, he's on the lecture circuit, talking to other terrible men, probably MRA conventions or something like that. Who knows? Who knows what these people do? All right, well, uh, it, was a, it was a fun one, light one, you know, other than all the weird infidelity stuff. Um, but see, but next week, I guess we're getting heavy again, going into... I guess Sam is part of the National Organization of Women fighting for the ERA or something, maybe? I don't know. Who knows? We will see. <laughs> I mean, of course Sam is. He's going to save the women's movement. That's what mm-hmm. next if Sam was on that episode of Doctor Who last week, he would have elbowed <laughs> Rosa Parks out of the way and taken all the glory. <laughs> I don't know. You know. That's what he would have done. <laughs> would he have saved them from Leaper in last week's episode? <laughs> oh, that evil Leaper was terrible. <laughs> oh, fine. Okay, so, uh, yeah, that was it. Thank you for the feedback. And, um, guys, anything else for this episode of Quantum Leap? Nipple bonnet! Yay, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, nipple bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Share with your friends. If you don't know what to dress as for Halloween, just saying, nipple on it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via mail at cowfashioncast.com. Send us all your feedback. You can find us on Twitter at cowfashioncast. And you can find us on Facebook under Calavici Fashioncast. You can find me on the Ramjack Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at B-R-A-D-C-U-P-P-L-E-S. You can find me on the Defenders Podcast and Twitter and Etsy at Maya Fire. You can also find me on the Defenders Podcast and find me on Twitter at Tammy Yip and Instagram at Tammy Yipster. She loves Christmas because at Christmas she gets to strangle a turkey. But Christmas is, of course, a time to remember those less fortunate than yourselves, like this crazy guy. Peace on earth, goodwill to all men, 
Jesus is born in Bethlehem We think of the man who marries two wives He's in a pickle when Christmas arrives Once there was a time everything was fine A wife and two kids though I found But life is to live, I got so much to give But there ain't enough of me to go round and round and round Bigamy and Christmas are my Spend it with the family, I can't, I've got to Bigamy at Christmas, I'm in a jam Turkey with Emily or pudding with Pam Puppy for Jean, a doll for Maxine Nintendo's for Pablo and Steve A Christmas shopping list for a bigamist Is a very, very, very long one indeed <laughs> Bigamy at Christmas, what am I to do? Spend it with the family, I can't, I've got to Bigamy at Christmas, I tell you the truth I also married Natalie, Suzanne, Jill and Ruth I joke, of course Two is quite enough Come, sing along Bigamy at Christmas What am I to do? Spend it with the family I can't, I've got to Bigamy at Christmas What am I to do? Spend it with the family I can't, I've got to Bigamy at Christmas What am I to do? Spend it with the family I can't, I've got to Come on everybody, open your presents And Pablo's got Mortal Kombat and oven gloves for mommy. <laughs> and for me, oh, just what I wanted a wooden thing. <laughs> Remember that bigamy is illegal. Merry Christmas. <laughs>